Jesus' name. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Praise the Lord for His goodness. What a day it is to be gathered around the Word of God. This is the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in my office every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Here to share the Word of God with those who love God's Word. So let's gather around His Word this morning and see what God has to say to us. I promise you, if you can hear God's Word, which is far beyond reading it, if you can hear God's Word, if you're listening to Him, we are the sheep of His pasture. We can hear Him. He knows us. And we follow him. If you can hear him, he will speak to you. And you will find the fruit of his voice being carried out through your faith in your life. And that's a guarantee. Hallelujah. We're in Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to dig in here in just a moment. I just want to take a moment first to say how beyond uh, thrilled, excited, uh, just I don't the words are hard to come by when I think about all that our faithful Lord did at the determined conference this year there in Palestine, Texas. It it we say it every year, we mean it every year. God is our witness; He knows it's true. It is the the camp meetings are increasingly. Uh, moving forward as God's people find that place uh, to gather around his sacrifice, to gather around the truth of who Jesus really is and what Jesus really did and, and who he has become to us through faith and focus of the sacrifice. The uh, pastors Clint and Lindsey Bass and that congregation there, Christ Community Church in Palestine, Texas, uh, again, I, you have to get in the Word of God to find words to describe uh, what God is doing. I mean, they're, they're hard. you can't just make, make them up. God has shown up and revealed himself uh, to us in, in, in mighty ways over the last few days there at the determined camp meeting. And, uh, all I can say is if you missed it, you can start planning again right now uh, because if the Lord tarries, uh, our plans, I said our plans, which we believe is his plan, is for us to do the same thing again next year in the same place there in Palestine, Texas. And uh, we, just, we just were beyond words blessed and moved by the Spirit of God you know, we don't have to wonder when we when we walk away. Uh, was it just this? Was it just that? Was uh, was it just excitement to, to 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 be somewhere around some people? But it but it will always be the same great, amazing experience with the Lord when He can find a people who will gather around sacrifice of his son faith in focus on striving together for the faith of the gospel it is it will be phenomenal at all times that what god did there this weekend through the ministers that ministered through the fellowship that took place a true 
a true unity, tangible unity of the faith of the Son of God. When, when, when people come together with their faith in the cross of Christ. God's focus, learning to be satisfied in what eternally satisfied our God. It, it's, it was overwhelmingly amazing and undescribable compared to anything I've ever been to in my life spiritually. And I'm so thankful for the hard labor I know it was a labor of love, but it's a lot of work uh, for uh, pastors Clint and Lindsey Bass and the congregation there, to just all the labors of love, plural labors of love, uh, that took place way before the meeting started, and, and weeks, months, a long time, up until uh, I'm, I'm sure their labors of love are not even over yet after everybody else is gone so I'm so thankful I'm so blessed I'm so honored to be among a people who who are learning learning to moment by moment be found striving together for the faith of the gospel just so blessed so thankful and I'm already anticipating next year and a youth camp again this next year and uh, this summer, and uh, just determined, uh, learning to be de learning to be determined to know absolutely nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. It's. Uh, I hope that you would make plans to be with us this summer with your kids at youth determined youth camp, and next fall, if the Lord may tarry, I really don't believe He will, but if He does next fall also some of you know you should have been there and uh, and it's it's far more than edifying for us for you to come although it would be but some of you need many of you needed to be there for to receive a blessing for yourself but also to help others see and know that you are also striving with those who are focused on the cross together becoming determined day by day to know nothing other folk need to see that folk need to see that they need to hear that it will help them it won't hurt them it will not only help them but it will help you and I'm so thankful, so thankful. Hebrews chapter 11, this is part 26 on this 10th day of October 2022. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hebrews 11 and verse 32. And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, the writer of Hebrews, the Holy Spirit, said time would fail, run, run out of time. Now, now think about that statement. <laughs> I, I never really thought of that, this, what I'm about to say, till right now in this second. Time would fail me. So the Holy Spirit who is writing this says, 
if he tried to tell of everything that God did through the faith of his people, time <coughs> would run out. There's not enough time to tell it all. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? <coughs> isn't that a powerful statement? That, that lets us know time is short. Time, as we know it, has a cutoff point. And I don't want to get too deep into this, but just for those who've never heard it, when God created, formed man of the dust of the earth and pulled a, a wife out of his side, created her through a rib of man and, and set them in motion, gave them dominion, the freedom to eat of all the trees in the garden with a warning not to eat off the one tree. Well, there, there was no end to that. that. That was endless. Now, God knew it would end, but for them... It was endless as long as they remained obedient. There was no stop, stopping point. It was endless. But when they sinned along the way pretty early, I was told by uh, some uh, very uh, uh, theological-minded, might I say, uh, people that some of the Jews believe that Adam and Eve didn't even make it nine, about nine hours some people believe they made it 30-something years uh, before Adam sinned uh, symbolically of Jesus being 33 and a half years old uh, when he gave his life. Uh, but, but we don't know that. that. Those things aren't in the Bible. What we do know is that there was no end to the freedom that Adam and Eve had until they sinned, and then an end came. God had to put a stopgap down there, and I don't want to get into that, but I've never seen this before. I just now read it. I mean, I've just now seen it. For time would fail me. No, no, no. It goes far beyond a man who is writing this. For time, as we know it, can't hold everything that God did, even under the old covenant through a people that would believe him and what he would tell them to do, what he would tell them to do, or through their faith in him and what he would do simply through their trusting him. Uh, it was always God at work, whether it was God doing something outside of them for them or something in and through them, it was always God through their faith. That's, the, that's what Hebrews 11 is all about. The focus is that we, under the new covenant, can find ourselves in the faith, trusting in Christ in his sacrificial work. We can find our God doing great and mighty things. The Bible says that they that know their God shall do great exploits. Uh, that's called by grace. That's God doing it through faith. That's our believing. Hallelujah. So what, what, shall I, what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell uh, of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, of Jephthah, and of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. God did so much. Let me say this, that other scriptures can bear witness of this Bible verse. There's a, there's a Bible verse in the Bible. I don't have it pulled up here, but you, you, when you hear it, you'll know more than likely you've heard it. In the New Testament, uh, the Bible tells us that if everything was written that Jesus has done, now get this, the world could not hold the books. I want you to think about that. 
I want you to think about that. If everything the Lord Jesus Christ has done, and it's always been him, because all things are of him, by him, through him, and unto him for his glory. All things. If everything that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has ever done were written in books, the world couldn't. Mm. We just need to stop sometimes and think about this. I believe that if everything Jesus has done in your one person's life, my one life, if everything Jesus has actually done for me in my life was written in books, this little old town of Queen City couldn't even hold all that library of, of what, what Jesus has done for me. Do you know that Jesus has done everything for you? Even the things we read under the old covenant were for us, the Bible says, for our admonition, for our comfort, for our great hope. Everything he did then was for us. Even to the point of when all the unbelievers, the evil and the wicked, are cast into hell, that's all for us too. Well, what do you mean, preacher? How, how is throwing all the unbelievers in hell for us? All things, the Bible says, are for us, God's people. They're for our blessing. It's because he will be moving them eternally away from being a hindrance ever again. The devil or all wicked, all unbelieving, anybody who's against God's way of his son, our Savior, his way of redemption, the cross, will be cast away, forgotten about, put away in an unspeakable place of torment eternally all for you, for you because he will be removing them away from ever being able to hinder anything. They've never been able to stop God's plan, but we need to know we can hinder the plan of God. My, the plan of God for my life can be hindered, can't be stopped by anyone but me, and they will be put away. So back to the point, Time would fail the Lord to try to tell of everything he's done. And again, it's written. If, if, if everything was written down that Jesus has done, the world could not contain the books. Now, that's in the New Testament. And I am so thankful to know he is that interested in me, that he loves me that much, that he's, he's doing for me beyond what I can do for myself. He's doing for me millions times millions times millions of things I won't ever even know about, maybe not even on the other side of glory. But he is always faithful even when we are not. In verse 33, he goes on here to describe all these people he listed, not just 
here in this 32nd verse, but all these we've read about, plus these, and then he says, I can't even, t I can't even tell you. Time won't let me tell you about all that God has done. But he says in verse 33 that who these people, all of what God has done in and through his people has been through faith. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. My goodness, overthrew entire kingdoms. Uh, 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 God's people would come marching out of the wilderness, out of the desert, cross over the Jordan and march up to Jericho, built wall. Israel didn't even have a place. They didn't even have a city. They, they had it was coming. God was taking them there, but they, they were just, they were, listen, they were just migrants moving across the land like you and I. And, and the stories we read about who these people of God who through faith subdued kingdoms, saw the walls of Jericho fall, saw God literally go out while they slept overnight at times and, 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 and just through their faith that God was going to take care of them and get them to the promised land, God would go out and just destroy. Let's say it for what it is. God would kill thousands and thousands of people to make a way for them to get to the promised land he had for them. And I don't like sounding ugly or being mean or rude, but the Bible says that the Lord has given people for the sake of having his people. The Lord, will he, he, he will do many things. Sometimes they're unthinkable and, and really uh, we don't really know how to, how to say things about it. But the Lord has, has, has subdued kingdoms, but he's done it through the faith of his people. The Lord wants to remove giants that may stand before you now, but he's not, he's not just going to speak them away and zap them and cause them to vanish. It's through faith. It's through him speaking to you, giving you the direction that you need as your faith stands in the precious blood of Jesus, the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that you can find the grace that he will be found working as, not in, not through, the grace that he will be found working as, because that's who he is, the spirit of grace. He will speak to you, and because he finds your faith, your heart believing unto the work of his son's death on Calvary's cross, then he, the direct, specific direction he gives you, he'll be able to work as the spirit of grace in your life and, 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 and you will see him subduing you first. And then through your faith, he can subdue giants that have hindered you. He can subdue that deceptive and deceitful selfish thing in you that has been begging, begging, begging God for years instead of simply appropriating freely he has given you all things. And we find ourselves at times begging God, God, when you going to remove this giant? God, when you going to do it? The Bible says through faith these things have happened and he's given 
all his people the measure of faith, Romans 12, 3. And that measure of faith, my friend, is measured out of the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. It's, it's that faith that can keep you sober. It's that faith that keeps sending you to the table every day to know what to eat and, 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 and that the Lord is going to manifest the truth of Calvary's, the power of Calvary's cross as you watch every giant fall before you, as you watch your ministry increase and, the, and those things that have hindered, hindered the process and the increase fall to the side because we've got to stop begging God and start believing God. Hallelujah. Because we've already been given all things in Christ Jesus. We've already been given the measure of faith to be able to walk in the place to experience everything we need for godliness and holiness and life. And life means not bondage, but life. Let me say it again. We've already received ever, received everything we need to live and to live godly. And to live means you're not in bondage. To live means you're not in chains. So whatever that thing is that's been in front of you in your path, and instead of begging God to remove it, look to Calvary and you'll see that the power has already been given you to watch that thing become an anthill. That thing that has been a mountain will literally become an anthill for you to step over and keep going. The things that have looked and actually have been stumbling blocks for us, uh, it, when, when we hear the Holy Spirit directing us, He always turns us over to death. He always turns us over to to death, always. Second Corinthians, uh, what is it? Four eleven. He always turns us over to death, the death of Christ, so we can see actually where the power and the life and the godliness comes from. So that when He now, after we look at Calvary, we look at the giant again, and what was a stumbling block now becomes a stepping stone. Hallelujah! And like Joshua and Caleb, what? has been maybe for years made us look like crickets and grasshoppers in the side of this thing now allows us to see it is only food for us. Hallelujah. As we march right through every single thing with the fire and the power of our God. Hallelujah. Because through faith they subdued kingdoms. Watch this now. <clears throat> through faith all these things are through faith. It's what the whole chapter here is about. And if all we ever do is read this in some historical fashion and some historical mindset, and that's it. We get excited about what happened back then, and we, we don't step into what this could really mean for us through the measure of faith we've been given. And, oh, then we'll just be trapped and we're not here to be trapped. We're not here to be made fun of by the devil. We're not here to be in bondage. We're here to let our light shine. And let me say this. Let me say this. The people of the old covenant, they did all that they did through faith. 
which means that was God moving them. Faith is a move of God, but the move of God that faith is, is God moving you to carry out his will for the testimony and the glory of his name. Oh, if we would learn that. Oh, if we could only understand that. We sit around all our lives begging God for a move of God and the move of God like never before was offered on Calvary's cross. If we get away from that focus, we get away from a move of God and we have to start making up and calling things a move of God that is not a move of God. If that's, listen, if that weren't possible, if that were not possible, then we could just take the book of Galatians and rip it right out and drop it in the trash. We wouldn't even need it, but it is our billboard that lets us know that God is not a respecter of persons. If the church of Galatia moved the object of their faith in any moment from the cross to circumcision or us today from the cross to the government of 12 or fasting or the purpose-driven life or the walk of Emmaus or anything, if it weren't possible for us today, just like the New Covenant, New Testament church of Galatia, to find themselves fallen from grace, Christ not profiting them, Christ not being able to affect them, if that weren't possible, if that's not true for everybody, listen to this. If, that, if what happened to them is not true for everyone, then God is a respecter of persons, and that would make him a sinner, which we know he's not because he cannot sin. And so what happened to the church in Galatia will happen to us. And so these people, all they, they did, they did through faith. That meant that God was giving them the words of instruction, and when they would believe him, he gave them the power of his spirit to carry that instruction out for the fruit and the glory under his name, which would always bless them. Too many times we're waiting on God to do something without us. I know what that's like as a pastor. When people start stirring up issues and stirring up problems, and I'm, I'm saying, Lord, could you please deal with them? And I don't want to get involved in this. Oh, Lord, don't bring me in it. Lord, just... Convict their hearts. Show them the error of their ways. Oh, Lord, do it, do it, do it without me. But there are times when uh, he says, no, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it through you this time. So I have to get involved. And, 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 and this is the move of God. Quit begging God for a move of his spirit and open your eyes and look at where the Holy Spirit is turning you over to daily, which is the cross, the death of Jesus, 2 Corinthians 4.11. For when you look at that and begin to learn of it through the scriptures and see it more clearly, you will, my friend, 
see the path in front of you as what it really is and everything that pops up as a hindrance as what it really is and every fiery dart of the devil will be able to be quenched instead of holding you paralyzed in a place where you're just begging God for a move of God and you'll learn that a move of God is God moving you. Hallelujah. That's what a move of God, it's God moving you through you believing what he's told you. Glory be to God. Who through faith they subdued kingdoms. They overthrew entire nations of people that were just marching toward the promised land. God's intention for us on our way to our promised land, our waiting uh, uh, through the Spirit for the hope of righteousness is for us to be subdued first by Him, us, uh, or we won't ever be able to see Him, some, watch Him subduing things that are attempting to subdue us. We're going to be subdued ourselves. And it's either going to be by the things that come to hinder and subdue us uh, and prevent the will of God, or our God is going to to subdue us, hallelujah, and take us over through our union, through faith and the death of Jesus. There's where we were subdued so that he could subdue everything that would ever try to subdue us. And these people, through faith, subdued kingdoms. They wrought, meaning worked, righteousness. They were found working righteousness. Hallelujah. They obtained the promises. They never obtained the promise. And that's told us two or three times in this 11th chapter that we see. Look at verse 39. Roll down a little bit. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, but they did receive, they obtained promises in their day, promises made to them for their time. They obtained those promises. They stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, Turned to flight the armies of aliens. Turned to flight the armies of aliens. All this was done through their believing God. Not just believe, I'm just believing God. You're not believing God unless you're believing what God is telling you. We don't just sit on the couch and believe God. Believing God means our faith is in something, in that something, whatever is it is in, it is moving us. Our faith is always in the sacrifice of Christ. And therefore, the Lord can reveal his words of truth to us and guide us into all truth as long as we're seeing what we're seeing through the sacrifice. For God won't show us anything outside of who his son is and what his son accomplished on Calvary's cross. There's too much learning God's word with the natural mind instead of looking through where the Holy Spirit turns us over to 
always means at all times so that we can now understand and see and understand and walk in what he's trying to teach us in the Word of God, the written Word of God. I know you've been encouraged today if you're hungry for the truth, and I just praise God for you. I praise God for every one of you. I would ask only one thing of you. If you would do more than like or comment on this on this service, please hit the share button. Become a part, active part of our sharing, of our publishing the teachings of God's Word in their righteous context, uh, which makes them experiential truths to whoever will hear and believe them. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you, and we are praying that wherever you are and whatever you're going through, you will see where God is trying to get you to look, which is his son's work on Calvary's cross. And when you do, then you're going to find his faithfulness to carry out all of his will in your life. And the enemy may try to hinder it, but everything he throws in your path will become a stepping stone for you to glorify God and to bear the fruit of his son and his son's great work at Calvary, the righteous fruit of our Lord. Hallelujah. If the Lord stirs your heart to give to this ministry to help us do all that we do and as much as we're doing it, that's between you and him. I encourage you to look at, uh, just to look at the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903 Two three one fifty nine fifty. Until I see you next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.